So you want to? You, if you can kick it off, if you, you want. want me to kick the podcast off, if you want to, kick I'll kick it. the podcast off. All right. Dude. Show me you ain't no bitch. All right. Hey guys, Jeremy Gumag Warehouse. All right, I'm coming at you guys from Washington. Sound <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I don't know. Okay, I, well, I've never off. actually, I've never actually heard somebody do an imitation of, me, an so. imitation of me. This is Jeremy from Gum Mag Warehouse, and we're going to see what it takes to come pilot in the year two thousand. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the Mag Life Podcast. Evidently, my country accent's a lot thicker than I thought it was. God I don't. Makes, you ever see that movie Major Pain? Yeah. You kind of remind me of the Major Pain voice. One. Don't you feel dumb? Oh, wow. Nine? Yeah. Okay. All right. If you came up to me in the street, I would just be like, get this fucking drunk away from me. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, just going to attack him on the podcast. Well, that's a good start. I'll take it right there. So we're out here in Washington in an undisclosed location, the PN Dubs, Bigfoot country. And uh, I was lucky enough to be allowed to come out here with your permission. So thank you for that. Welcome. Yeah. Namaste. Absolutely. I was interested in doing this podcast with you guys because I think both of you are responsible for taking what was an already successful YouTube channel to an entirely other level, adding in um, humor and cinematography, the likes of which the YouTube world had never seen. And now it's kind of created a, a new era of quality meets entertainment meets information. Now, to be clear, I, I like to use the analogy of it's like it'd be like breaking up the Beatles, you know. It's this perfect. Uh, what were the Beatles? A band. It's like this perfect band, you know. But as soon as John died, was it John or Paul? As John died once. No, well, broke up the Beatles was Yoko Uno. Yeah, but Paul was replaced with a body double, right? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Beatles were done. So where you were going with that was... I actually don't know. Okay. It's like breaking up the Beatles. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, me and Mike use the term a lot, right? Like, uh, uh, the goal here is to keep the gang together, right? Because I feel like you're, you're, you got it pretty much nailed down where everybody kind of has a pretty unique personality and it kind of jives and it kind of bounces off one another. Uh, Mike already had something pretty good going on his own. Let's be honest. It wouldn't be a thing without Mike. Mike is 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 the guy. He's, he's intelligent in what he's talking about. He's thorough. Uh, he's got all the, the skill sets that people wanted, right? The, how to set up a plate carrier, how to survive in the woods, how to do it, set up your rifle, all that cool stuff. Um, add another beetle to the mix, right? You know, you have Micah, um, amateur videographer at the time. I actually, well, I, you know, um, I became very obsessed with with improving the quality over over the years and I, I i i've strived to do so and then obviously i mean as intelligent and smart and uh, smart as that is charles obviously brings the humor factor to it uh which i think mike couldn't do on his own um and that is the beatles outlet. yeah i mean you can't bottle charlie there, there's no way like that you could prepare. You could farts. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Well, I've cupped it. So that's actually that's a, that's that's always a fun story to get into is how um, kind of got it. You remember like the first video? Grantham gives himself Grantham, right? We cut him out of the video. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the first video he really? was in, we yeah. didn't even feature him because he was so. I would say shot. Like he, it was. It was so. I've, my, my jokes and my, my dark humor, especially it's, it's a constant, right. But I know time and place. So Mike had this group chat for like, any but help out with videos. And, uh, so I, I go out there 
and I'm like, okay, I don't really, this is Gorantham, and I'd already known Micah, um, but it was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really know what's going on, like, where, where, how far can I go, right? And yeah, that was, it was fucking awkward. It was super awkward. He stood there and we're like, do you have anything to say? I remember him being just like, <laughs> like, no, yeah. trying to think of something he could say. And then uh, I was like, no, Mike, Mike, I swear, this guy's hilarious. I've hung out with him a couple of times. Um, honestly, I think we met in these woods. It was, yeah. Yeah, we met, we met up in these woods. In a straight way. Yeah. Sure. Um, we're, he was holding the gimbal. I was holding the gimbal. Uh, he needed camera advice. I gave him camera advice. Anyway, he was hilarious, right? In a one-on-one, I thought he was the funniest person I ever met. So then I was like, give him another chance. Bring him out. Like, And then what did we do after that? So essentially, I remember after that, it, we're all kind of hanging out at the end of that. Grantham gives himself Grantham. And Mike, he's a, he's a hard dude to read at first when you're getting to know him. First? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, still. Because um, he's just he's super chill, right? And uh, I remember he was talking, he was talking to the, all the other guys, and he was telling a story of how he's on a jump in the plane ahead of him. Some chick was going to exit out of the door, crossed her line, and her head popped off. And for some reason, I was like, oh, she'll bounce back. And he stops, and he just turns towards me, and he goes, and just looks at me. I was like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> but then cut to, there's another, another video that hasn't been re- released. So um, I remember I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to kind of, do me and we treat it like every other situation homie and i was just kind of going off so i think that yeah Yeah, and then it was like oh and then and then it was i think it became uh we i read a lot of the comments i i spend a lot of time reading the comments which is probably unhealthy but um dude i i bet the next video that didn't have him was like where charlie where charlie where's charlie where's charlie so we're like all right we'll have we'll have him back out and now whenever he's not in it it's like where's charlie so yeah, I mean, you need some of that chaos mixed in because it, it just makes it more holistic. You know what I mean? You're, you're able to get some crazy with the calm, cool, and collected guy who knows what he's doing, and that it balances out no, 100%, really well. 100%. I just don't think any of us can come up with that on the spot. I could think of it. We could, we could script it. But well, that's but not fun. I don't and think you can. No, I don't think you Charlie. can script I'm, what Charlie does. That's what I mean. Right, you can't bottle yeah. it. You just go out there and you sit. You pop something off the you cuff. You can script it, and it that's what makes it funny. The way you want it to come across. Yeah. is what I think. And to be fair, I mean, Mike is editing is is pretty spot on because there'll be some days where i'm just like oh man i don't know if that's a good video and then next thing you know it's like one of the it's a banger you know just the way he can just edit it all yeah well you mentioned the uh the comment section now that's obviously a driving force and it's been that way like stereotypically the comment section is out of control yeah i'll do nothing to stop you guys down in the comment oh, yeah. section do you think that that is a large part of the success of grand thumb the comment section yeah what do you mean Well, driving the community side of getting people involved. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I feel like if you don't feel like you're a part of it, if you can't relate to it, why are you here? I think so. I mean, that's kind of where my YouTube channel came from. I come out here. uh, The first time I came out here, I forgot targets. Was I going to go home? No, we've all done it. And, And we've all shot that clay pigeon that someone left. We've all shot that. It's American pastime, shooting trash, right? And so through my head, I was like, honestly, this is kind of relatable. I'm just going to shoot trash. And people kind of jived with it. So people, yeah, some people didn't. Some people called me an idiot. And that hurt my feelings. But that's Really? Like, no. 
Okay, well, <laughs> I figured with somebody who spent as much time as you have in the comment section that somebody calling you an idiot would just kind of be like nothing. No factor. You know, it's funny. Um, it doesn't matter. I've gotten pretty good at like, you know, no matter what, you're not everyone's going to like your stuff. It's going it, to, you can't, you can't be perfect. You can't please everybody. It's literally not possible. Um, so when there's like 99.9% .9 of the comments are positive, not necessarily positive, but at least engaging in a, in a neutral or positive way with the channel, even that like 0.01% of comments will resonate with you more than the 99.9% .9 of neutral or positive comments. Like you will remember those negative comments <clears throat> more than you will remember the positive ones. I, I think it's the one, the ones that really make sense too, right? Cause you definitely develop a thick skin, you yeah, know? People would be like, oh, he's, he's cringe. They'll go off on everyone, even Mike. But uh, for example, one that, that really got me, it, it kind of hurt a, a little bit. I, and this, I don't even know if I have told you or if you have seen it, but hurt a little bit, but I laughed is one of the videos, I usually get my hair cut by uh, the, the same person every time, right? She wasn't there and I got my hair haircut for the, the gas mask video and it was so bad. And someone, someone in the comments said, hey, if Charlie needs to find a new haircut person, I could help him out. <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt. Because it made sense. Like, I knew it was bad going in, so that resonated, right? I, I was so excited to grow my hair out after that because honestly, I, I, I look like, um, I, 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 I look and I, I felt like I had downs with that haircut. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like, and you know, shout out to all the people with downs, but I just don't want it. Great people. Yeah, they're awesome. Great people. I don't know that uh, anybody would want it necessarily, but I, I know what you mean. He wants I totally PTSD. get that. Really? I feel like there'd be a lot of stuff I could do with it. Okay. I'm all ears. <laughs> it's just a joke he made in the last video. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone told me to start a trend cycle. They're, told they're you also, to do that? Yeah, they're also See, But don't you need to work out to you. first? I do need to work out. Well, don't you need to work, need out to work out to do trend? Like, why would you do trend? No, if I think he was just calling me fat in a roundabout yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the comments are going to, the things that stick out to you are the ones that ring true a little bit. And that's, that's why it, and that's what I mean. Yeah. they hurt a little now bit more. Now kid number two is here, I'll try my best. Do you, think that's, do you think that's just because people naturally gravitate towards the negative or were more aware of the negative? Uh, I think they gravitate towards it because there's this one dude, shout out to Trident. He hates the rake. Like genuinely hates the rake. He'll comment on uh, like the the Grantham Reddit, the YouTube videos, and it's it's not me. He hates the rake for some reason, but he goes in. It's not a joke. He'll get in arguments about it, and um, if that's the only thing he could gravitate towards, I think that's kind of says it. Some some people just kind of gravitate towards it, and then uh, I don't know the one-offs. It's really great when you get a, a one-off comment and something like that, and then you check out their YouTube channel. And uh, one time this guy said something and I was like, all right, I want to check out his YouTube channel. And the only video he had was his dog dying. It was so weird. <laughs> it was super weird. <laughs> so, you probably dying. came there. Yeah, so it was getting put down and he was like talking to it. And I was like, out of all the things you could put on YouTube, you're just like, this is going to be a banger. <laughs> well, so basically whenever you leave a comment, that's sort of negative. There is a possibility that somebody's going to go check out your channel and, and look and see what you've posted publicly. Because it's really convenient to not have any sort of public persona and leave something shitty online because, hey, you can't come after me. There's nothing you can do. And yet, for you guys, everything's all out there. You know, you're all 
whether you like it or not, in the public eye now. And that comes with certain um, positives and negatives. For you, generally speaking, like in the state of Washington, do you get recognized on a regular basis? And if so, is that like a positive interaction or no? No, I have. And it's always around my parents for some reason, which makes them super proud. Like uh, Safeway on Father's Day, uh, uh, guy was like, Micah. My dad was like, son, that's so cool. I'm like, thanks, dad. Um, but uh, in Idaho, a lot more. Like a lot more. Like hmm. every yeah. time I go to Idaho. Uh-huh. Um, but Washington, it's usually like, no, not really. Not like many people gun shops or, or pits, yeah. usually. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when I was filming a video out here, some people drove by in the middle of me filming, and they were like, you're Micah? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can you get a picture? And I was going to put that in the video, but then I thought that take was bad, and I formatted the card without thinking, and then I now I'm bummed out. Sorry, guys. You lost the, I lost the, the clip. Interaction. <sighs> I was like, dang. That, that would have been cool. That was wholesome. It was yeah. wholesome. Yeah. But, How about you, Charlie? Uh, it, let me guess. If you've got the glasses on, yeah. So that's that's a big one. Uh, people don't, people think that Superman thing doesn't work. It works. I've I've literally uh, there's there's one time I went to the gym. There's an old coworker outside, and I started talking to him. He was asking, "Oh, what do you do now?" Yada yada. So I got into it, and I was like, "Yeah, you know that uh, that R word guy who helps uh, you know Grantham in his videos sometimes." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's me." He's like, "No." And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, no. And I was right by my truck, opened the door, grabbed the glasses. And when they got to about right here, he goes, oh, and I'm just like, damn. So, but in Idaho, Idaho is uh, the first place where I wasn't wearing glasses. Sam and I were sitting there eating Albertson's chicken on the back of the truck, right? About to go shoot a video. So we're scarfing it down and some dude pulls up next to us. Cool guy. If you're watching this, uh, he messaged me later, said, sorry for being a weirdo. But he, he's like, I know you. And I was like, Cool, man. Like, I don't know how to, what do I do with my hands? And uh, he's like, we're just staring at each other, right? We don't know whether to fight, kiss, or kiss. And uh, so he go, after a while, he just goes, oh, I think I recognize the sweatshirt and leaves. Oh, <laughs> man. I was like, oh, poor guy. Why didn't, you, all right. why didn't you give him a bone? Well, because at what do I say? Yeah, I am Charlie from Grantham. You know, that seems yeah. kind of douchey. But he, he went to the, uh, the stockpile thing yeah, later probably on. Probably from YouTube or something. I don't know, dude. I was trying. I was focusing on my Albertson shit. Yeah, there you go. But met him later on at the uh, at the meet and greet. Cool dude. So, but yeah, in Idaho, no glasses. Sometimes that happens for sure. Yeah, I would I would expect it to be a lot more common for you guys because it's happened to me a couple times. One in particular was when I was with Aaron in uh, Arizona, and it's the first time that we filmed anything with administrative results. And we went to eat some ramen place. And of course, Jinra. Makes sense. Jinra. Yeah, we yeah, Jinra. yeah, yeah. With there, Salvio. And, there and we go to Jinra. Yeah, that was yeah. his, that was his choice. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good food. And we walked down the street a little bit because there was like some political speech going on. And we're just standing there looking. This dude with a suit walks up to me and he's like, are you Jeremy Stone from Gun Mag Warehouse? Standing next to administrator. And, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aaron hadn't taken his mask off at that point yet. So nobody knew who he was. And I'm like, how does this guy recognize me? Nobody. But then we've got 250,000 subscribers right next to me. Like, if you know me, you 100% know administrator right, results. You 100% right. know you guys. So I would expect it a lot, a lot more from... The, the funniest thing is... Uh, uh, oftentimes, like at SHOT Show, uh, people would come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, can I get your autograph? Dude, you're really funny on camera, the, 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 the lab coat and the glasses. And I'm like, 
oh, these people think I'm Charlie. Like, and, and still, we often, like, even in my own, uh, on my own YouTube channel, sometimes people will be like, bring back the rake. And I'm like, oh, they think I'm Charlie. Still, like, I, people have constantly wow. tagged me in photos yeah. that he's in or tagged him in photos that I'm in. One of the best ones is. was Why when uh, when Herrera did it, and he said, uh, "That's what Grantham's cameraman, Micah, and it's my face." It was Charlie. <laughs> did he do that on purpose? He, and then no. the next video, he oh made my an apology, God. like, "I can't believe I did this." <laughs> but is everybody in the Pacific Northwest like a hipster Seattle coffee, you know, glasses <laughs> wearing, whatever? Um, I don't. So now I can't tell if people are in on the joke or if they genuinely confuse us. If Brandon confused us, my mind tells me. People genuinely just mix us up. I, I think I think people genuinely do it. Well, it's just like even even stuff that's far more obvious, right? Is the the dude who sent me a, a message who's uh, about to go into med school and was asking for me <laughs> asking uh, for advice because I'm also a doctor apparently. What? Yeah. So <laughs> there are definitely people who probably mix I think us it up. It was because the he must have not listened because in the last video we're like Charlie graduated fake medical school and is now a fake doctor. He must have been like washing cucumbers or or, or or slicing up some something in the kitchen and missed the fake. But at that point, do you want him as your doctor? Yeah, I mean, if that if he's that capable of uh, screwing something like that up, I mean, it could have just been that you had a lab coat on at that point. Yeah, like because you got a lab coat on, you're just a doctor now. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. But uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, this probably won't. I'll, I'm probably gonna message a dude before uh, before this even comes out, but. I'm, I'm absolutely gonna tell him I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm Fully commit. Doctor that shit. Yeah. And I'm just gonna give him the worst advice, and I hope he passes the test. Man. So one of Charlie's superpowers that people actually don't know about mm. is internet trolling. Okay. Um, and something I am really proud that he partakes in is getting feet pics from Indians. Yeah. Whoa. So That's like, like the Uno reverse card. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, so you know how uh, like PVC patch companies and stuff like that they'll message you. So, long honorable story. Sir. Yeah, honorable sir. So, I, uh, I, I, I have it, I have it down on how to get feet pics with them. And I think the quickest I've gotten is probably within four messages. And the last one, I got him to send me a feet pic because in this in this country, I need to know, I need to see your feet so I could trust you to do business with you. And after he wow. sent me a, a, a picture of his foot, I, I messaged back and I said, now I need to see the bottom of those feetsies. <laughs> and he, he sent me the bottom of his feet. And what's awesome is that uh, they're all, they're all these just like clearly Indian feet, right? <laughs> that certain shade with dirty, disgusting floors beneath Dude. them. And, uh, and then I end it with, I'll go talk to my business partner. <laughs> so yeah, I literally, That's... I literally have a, I'll show you after, but I have, uh, it's I have pretty good. more than a couple it's of pretty good. I look forward to them. Indian feet pictures on my That's phone. That's some pretty next level stuff. Yeah. Right next level, dude. I would have never even thought about it. Yeah, it's I used to, uh, I, after I would do that and I'd get the feet pics, um, I would actually post the, the feet pic on my story and then tag them. And say thanks. <laughs> Dude. You gotta keep yourself entertained. So I'm like, like I said, yeah. he's a next level trolling like superpower. Like yeah, it's, it's really he's really good at it. So there's um what was it? My my uh buddy, he had a TikTok, right? And he'd kind of show guns. So I got on there, I made a I made an old lady TikTok account. 
I took just some random picture off of Twitter, an anti-gun lady, took her picture, made a TikTok account, and I went on his account and I started, you know, this, you know, assault weapons aren't a joke, we gotta get rid of them, stuff like that. And it got to a point where I had made up a whole backstory. I was married to some cop in Washington for 20 years because I knew he was gonna come up to visit. And we go back and forth and he would actually send me the screenshots and tell me what he was gonna say to her next. So then I just formulate a great comeback and it went on and on. My goal was to have him show up to Washington and fight my imaginary husband. No. Well, he pussied out. So I guess the, the, the win of that was I got to call him a pussy because he never showed up to fight. And then I kind of broke it to him, had all the screenshots that, I still have all those Dang. too. I just go, I, and like when I, uh, oh, when I tricked him. This one's bad. So, I feel bad. We're up, uh, we're up, we're up shooting up here. It was, uh, myself, buddy, and, uh, unlucky duck on Instagram. And we stopped by Buffalo Wild Wings and there's a, there's a waitress, right? And he doesn't have a girlfriend or anything. And he mentions, oh, she's cute. So I'm like, write down your number. So he writes down his number on, uh, on a napkin. We leave. And then I realize my other buddy who's with us, they don't, they don't communicate. He doesn't have his number. So I hit him up and I'm just like, hey man, message him, pretend to be the girl. So they are messaging for a solid week. We created a group oh, chat on no. Instagram so we could discuss replies and stuff. And he made up a backstory how he was in med school or becoming a nurse and all that. And it uh, got to a point where actually grew suspicious for one instance. He's like, all right, send me a picture of you with a spoon on your head. Well, unlucky duck. His, uh, his fiance girlfriend at the time was working in dental office, dental office. So she had the whole like nurse type thing. She took a picture of herself, put a spoon on her head, was wearing a mask, made sense because it was during COVID, right? Sentiment, he was sold. We set up a date to go back to the Buffalo Wild Wings. He was gonna pick her up and they were gonna uh, go get sushi and drinks and all that good stuff. So myself, my buddy Kev, Unlucky Duck, we all sat there and waited for him. And he shows up and he sees us and he, he like He's grabs like well my shoulder. and everything, man. Yeah, it was gnarly. So um, I'm like, hey, you know, he, he knows now. And he grabs my shoulder, he's like, oh, you're a dick. I'm like, why? He's like, uh, He's like, I got, I got a date. I got to go meet her at the bar. Still didn't pick up on it by this point. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh no. man, this is really going to be funny. So, <laughs> so then homeboy, unlucky duck, he's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I forgot what the name was for her. And uh, yeah, he was super sad. He took 11 shots of tequila that night. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that is some next level trolling. Yeah, so just be that. careful. Just be careful. Okay. Be on your toesies, uh, feetsies, as, yeah, as feetsies. Be, on, be on your pale brown feetsies. I mean, it, once you said the, now let me see the bottom of those feetsies, <laughs> like it, <laughs> you knew you had them right there. Because <laughs> if he's like, oh, okay, yeah. As soon as you send, as soon as they send that first picture of, of their foot, because what they tend to do is they'll just plop down their foot <laughs> and then they'll just take a picture. And usually like, I've even got ones where it's like, they clearly sleep on the floor. And it's like at the bottom of their little mat that they can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> and they take a picture. And it's like, once I got that, my goal is I try, if I get one foot, I want to get both in the same picture. And if I get, if I got both, like I want to get the underside, just see how far I can drag it. And really this whole time they're thinking, oh, we're doing business. <laughs> He's going to get so many patches not sent to him. And I just get feet pics. And sometimes this might be weird. Sometimes I just, that's it. I just, don't tell anyone. I just thought it was funny and then I move on. 
Yeah. yeah. He hides them. He puts them in his personal library. It's yeah. more the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. You know, versus, yeah. versus that's, actual that's payoff. It. That's literally it, yeah. It's the, it's the journey. Yeah. Not the destination. Yeah. Charlie, does Micah have a special superpower like that? His other superpower is probably abruptly, abruptly hanging up the, the phone when you talk to him. Because when the conversation's done, it's done. <laughs> All right, There's bye. no warning, just yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Some people can't do that. Some what do you, what are you supposed to do? Oh, man. Hey, buddy. It's been good talking. All right. I'll be seeing you later, okay? Okay, bud. Okay. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Like, That's why it's a superpower, because it's a good thing. Yeah. You sound like you're talking to your son right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he <laughs> yeah, too. Like, a, like a, a sweet little kid. I was talking to my son. But, I mean, he, if you said, yeah. like, all right, man, anything else? <laughs> all right, cool. No. They, all right. All right. You just I, kinda... I'll, let, I'll let the people decide. How do you hang up the phone? All right. Yep. Sounds good, man. Talk to you later. Bye. That or, yep, for sure. Which yeah, one? see, I, I wouldn't even know the conversation was ended until I heard the like yeah, the yeah. tone at the end. Takes some getting used to. There is no tone anymore. That you just look and the calls disappeared. Doop doop doop. Yeah. <laughs> that is how phones work now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no dial to Yeah, <laughs> you got Jeremy's at his house, still using that landline, bro. Yeah. Talking to Micah. I don't think landlines are a thing anymore. Oh, certainly they are. Oh, for offices and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and for like older people who don't want a cell phone. Don't come. Yeah, no. Yeah, cell phones are like emergencies only for some of the the older people. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are those are uh, some of the people that actually get scammed by those PVC patch companies. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. So I should probably try and get feet pics from those old people as well. You tell me I'm not going to get my patches that I sent $200 for Google Play gift cards for? <laughs> 200 dude? I paid way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a lot of uh, Indian pesos. I don't know what <laughs> financially what they use. No, I think uh, that's Russian. Rubles? Yeah, rubles? Rubles, uh, that's Russian. Rupee. Rupee. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Rupee. I thought that was like a jewel. Yeah, it might be a. The, I think rupee is no, actually. Rupee is that is that that uh. The Zelda currency. That no, that's a thing that isn't makes, it. It makes people go to sleep. That's a roofie. Roofies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things we just mentioned that were not what we were talking about, but no. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, another question I got. Change of subject. <clears throat> I thought to myself recently. Now that I've got a fair bit of firearms, I don't have nearly as many as I'd like to have, but if I had to start over, if I had nothing, what would I start with first? And if I was going to like build out a rifle, would I purpose build it or make kind of like a general purpose rifle to start building up the, the arsenal again? Probably a general per. I'll, I'll let Micah take the rifle. I'll take the pistol portion. Well, for each of you individually. I think we probably agree. I think, I, think we, so. I think we agree. I would just say buy a Glock 17, get a dot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That'd done. be your, your first done done deal. I mean, done. realistically, for a self-defense sort of situation, your pistol is going to be your go-to oh, yeah. concealable. I yeah. think a pistol is, is probably as is, is probably a better first purchase than a rifle. Absolutely, I'd get I'd get uh, I'd start with a with a light because you can still start shoot with, light. With, yeah. with irons. But yeah, a G seventeen, and that way it's kind of a, it's a decent range gun. You know, I'm not a big fan of G nineteens, but that's because I have a crooked pinky after breaking it one year. Um, but G17, unless you're a tiny dude like Vietnamese or something like that, but G17, get a light, get, get a dot. And then for rifle? Rifle, there's two options. Mm -hmm. There's two options, in my opinion. Um, honestly, get a PSA. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just get a PSA. They're super cheap. Uh, and uh, they uh, lifetime warranty. That's cool. So 
uh, you know, if you have your handgun already, but you want to come out to the range and do some tactical stuff, you at least know that like if it does break, you don't have to go buy parts for a new one. Um, and you can come out and plink a bunch of five, five, six rounds, not really worry about it. Option number two, get a rifle you want to keep and use in a serious capacity. Start at the level of like BCM and move up from there. So something a little bit more sixteen inch. That's expensive. my that's my it's my opinion. People can argue all they want, but I've kind of moved away from anything under fourteen five. Now Is that, that because said, you do most of your shooting in Idaho? Yes. Okay. Because in a lot of I was going to say that being said, uh, there's people that have hit me with. Massive quantifiable data sheets basically claiming 12.5 is the most ideal, you know, the least amount of sacrifices. And I get that. But for me personally, I just, I, I, I never intended on shooting past 100. Uh, but when it became available, I was sad at the performance of my 10.5 or of my, uh, mm. yeah, of my 10.5. So, and now I just, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm going to the range, I'll probably just bring my 16. So. I mean, generally speaking, there's not a lot of ranges that offer more than 100 yards. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it is kind of a luxury. Most people don't shoot on Grand Ram Ranch. Right. So, like, I would love to have a reason or a place that I can shoot within an hour and 45 minutes beyond 100 yards. But it just doesn't exist like that. It doesn't. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's kind of unfortunate, man. I think that that if you were buying a rifle for when SHTF, um, then you'd probably want a sixteen. Yeah, people get they get caught in the weeds a lot too. I mean, look, dudes early on, like Juwa dudes, were running twenty inch rifles, clearing buildings, stuff With like that, like fixed A two stock. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. Can put you in, have a gun you can put shoots. in work for sure, but. Yeah. I guess nowadays there are, there are so many options out there, but yeah, like a 14.5, 16-inch. I know I've been shooting my 14.5 URGI a, a ton, which, I don't know, maybe it's from shooting shorties for so long that it's just, I just want to shoot something I don't different. even know why I suggested barrel length. Barrel length is the stupidest debate. How come? Mm, uh, because just shoot your gun. At the end of the day, you have a gun that shoots, and, yeah. and, and if you know your holds, I mean, yeah, sure, your bolt's traveling a little, a little, a little slower, Still gonna hit it, so I don't know. Just buy whatever your heart desires. That's my opinion. What about you, Charlie? You going with the cheaper route? You gonna get the PSA if you had nothing, or are you gonna like try and save up and get something like high quality? No, I think going back to when I bought my first rifle, um, it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the worst. Like I, you know, if I was gonna spend seven, eight hundred bucks, uh, PSA was out there, which I eventually I got some PSAs down the road, but I went with like a Wyndham weaponry. You know, it was, it was chrome line, so I knew it'd, it'd last a little bit longer, um, and it, it just ran. So I would just stay away from obvious, like, shit-tier companies that um, just do your research. There's sure. going to be plenty of information out there on Reddit or something like that. I'm sure someone has created one of those tier lists. You know what I'm talking about? It's like S A. Oh, they, yeah. Guaranteed there's a, a, a tier list for rifle manufacturers, and it's probably pretty accurate. There, there are so. some that are super accurate, some that aren't accurate. I mean, you can go with like the general, right? I, I think all the PSAs that I have, they've they've all run, right? I think the worst case was I, I got a, a free float 16 inch where the, the gas block was a little misaligned. But that's something I could take care of with a YouTube video. So I would probably, yeah, you can, starting out, I'd probably, depending on budget, um, even, even if I had the budget to go something crazy and like let's say the cia couldn't hook me up with the daniel defense right sure and instead of instead of <laughs> instead of instead of paying um 
those those type of prices, I'd probably yeah, I'd kind of go a little bit cheaper with the expectation that that two is one and one is none, and I would get another rifle, maybe step it up a grade, right? At least the upper, the the kind of guts of the rifle, because lower is lower is a lower. There are really nice lowers, but usually a lower will do the job unless it's like polymer dog shit that'll break right. in certain places or something like that. So I wouldn't be hesitant to go cheaper, but not cheap. Also know your end sure. goal. Know yeah. your end goal. If you do know you want a, a, a duty rifle and you, you, you're you just going to be wasting money on your first rifle, you have to know wh what you're, where you're going to be. I guess you don't always know the answer. You could get your training rifle <laughs> and then think, wow, this is super sick. And then, but I would say like, really look at it. And if, if money is that tight, just that tight, or if you're that bad with it to where you can't save it, which is probably m more of the case, um, then figure out your end goal. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I didn't even consider when I first started. Like, what is the purpose of the rifle? Yeah. I never even considered it. I just wanted a rifle. I right. knew I needed a rifle. 16 inches is what I got because that was what was available and at a, you know, at a good price. Um, but I never even really considered about a specific use Case, that early right. on. Um, and I, anytime I started like analyzing some of the details, I sort of got a little paralyzed with it because there's so many options yeah. and everybody's got an opinion about the barrel length <laughs> or the optic or the upper and lower or what kind of bolt carrier group coating you need right, right. for it to be the best. Um, and it starts to get to be too much to where you almost don't do anything right. and you waste this time that would have been otherwise spent uh, improving on the rifle because 90% of the controls are going to be the same unless you get like an ambi lower or something like that but you can train the same way with dry fire and everything else on a cheap rifle than you could on an expensive one for sure so and that's why i said that that those psa's if you do want to get out here and train it's probably the quickest entry into yeah. a, a decent rifle for for training i yeah. think i still have I, like like four or five psa's that i just won't get rid of because i know they run they're they're obviously not too uh you know the Ex more expensive end, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this will this will last through anything. It's bomb proof, but they run. They'll do the job if I need it. If I, you know, if the, the end of the world and Costco gets rid of their dollar fifty hot dogs, I could give it to a homie. You know what I sure. mean? And so. I keep saying PSA, and I think I'm using PSA as kind of a buzzword for a rifle around that price. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. necessarily mean PSA is the only company. There are definitely companies course, that are a little right. bit more expensive that uh, they make some great things. And then other things uh, are dog shit where the bolts break, and I've seen them break. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll mention the company fucking. A lot of people are really good at some things and not very good at other things. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a very real possibility. You know, another thing I've noticed when it comes to training with, with rifles and pistols is, for whatever reason, more restricted states, as in state law restrictions when it comes to rifles and, you know, magazine capacity, I see a lot more training going on in those states than I do in more free states. Really? Yeah. Like in Texas and Arkansas, it's kind of hard to fill classes. Kind of flood out there, I hear. Because it's hard to get people to go out there and train. And yet, the Pacific Northwest and California. It's because there's a bunch of youngins. They're training all the time. Do you think that's because of the impetus of the fact that they feel the weight of the state more and they feel like their right is a little bit more at risk or more of like a cultural thing within certain communities in certain areas? Because there's definitely one of those in the Pacific Northwest. You guys have a pretty serious reputation for training. No, it, the community out here is massive, actually. It's yeah, pretty, it's, yeah. it's, it's and pretty also extensive. We're, we're, we're lucky because you can, you can come up on this mountain 
and you will find a place you could shoot that There's no one will bother. Fourteen more. That where it's way. like what Texas doesn't have public land. You got to know someone's Almost private or none. go to range. That, I think yeah. that's probably one of the the, the biggest. Uh, thing that that hinders someone right because if they don't know someone's private land there's no public land and you got to go to a range where someone's going to ask uh about how how quick you shoot if you could draw from a holster do you have a tax stamp stuff like that something people don't want to deal with sure. it's it's almost like you you kind of settle into the uh well, if I get lucky and that one guy who has land invites me out in a couple months that'd be pretty good and also they they might fall into the trap of I'm proficient, right? And you you might think you're proficient and you might think you could you can hold your own until you get around someone who just shits on you. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll we'll run into that all the time. We run into it together, right? Like I'll we'll go out and if it's rifle, it'll be like fucking Micah. I tell them all the time, your splits are are stupid. And then I we get on pistol and it's like you you really don't know where you stand until you get around others. I think that's that's probably the uh one of the biggest things in a state like Texas as compared to Washington, even though Washington is an anti-gun state, everyone still has shit here mm-hmm. from before bans or however, crime, wink. Sure. I don't know if that should be cut. Well, we would never recommend you commit any crimes. However, um, you're free to make your own decisions. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, that's that's just the thing, man, is uh, even though it's like an anti-gun state and it, it, it's shifting in a, in a pretty crappy direction, the dudes who, who have what they have, they can still come out here and they, they can train. They can get after it, you know? And a lot of people don't have 100, 100 yards beyond. A lot of people don't have... 15 yards, 10 yards. Yeah. You know, if, if this pit is taken, I got one five minutes away. If that one's taken, I got one 10 minutes away. There, I know. You can go out to 500 yards out here. Yeah. I There's mean, certain we can go angles. Out to, yeah. We have a thousand yard spot. Yeah. So we have something that meets all the needs. It's probably a wow. state by state case, honestly. It is. Where it, what, what barrel length would make most sense for you? But there's like Arizona is a, a hub too. You have a lot yeah, of yeah. cool companies. Oh, yeah. They have yeah. public land. People could get out there and shoot and train and, and all that. It's good all stuff. desert. You shoot anywhere out there. It, exactly. Yeah. You know? So even even in like you said, let's say uh, a California where people train a lot, they have public land. So if they already have the equipment to go out and train, what's stopping them? Nothing. Sure. Whereas again, Texas, what's stopping them? Somewhere to shoot. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. That's definitely the case. Uh, how has it been? Has anything changed for you guys, really? Or have you felt the effects of yes. the, the magazine yes. ban? Yes, absolutely. Ab- uh, absolutely, dude. It's like I just started doing my YouTube channel, and I already can't do 90% of the things that I want to do because I can't get I don't have an FFL. I mean, you know, we, we do in Idaho, but not like I can't drive eight hours doing all this like funky stuff all the yeah. time, right? Like uh, there's ways around it but it's a massive headache you know what yeah. i mean um and then i you know i got buddies with ffls i could send them to i don't want to ta- sure. task them with holding on to all my baggage and stuff like that so for me personally yes i have felt it tremendously um especially just because i do have that kind of itch to start a new build all the time um just had my kid and not really like going anywhere I, I can't yeah yeah i mean that's something i never really even have to consider like for I, rifles i never stuff. did so i never did and i probably never would have moved if it wasn't the case so moved here i would ne- moved i'm away. moving away uh, yeah so i can be free again yeah release my chains yeah uh that it's a really weird it's almost like a different country 
when you come here because like they're still Americans, but the laws and everything that we have in Texas versus here is completely. There's still people that live in America. I don't even know if you call them Americans. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> well, they probably don't want to be called Americans. I mean, they probably a fair don't bit themselves. Of people here I was gonna say they don't like. They America. would probably be upset if you said that. To and them. then there's the the homeless, which aren't even homeless. They're just junkies. They're they're just called oxygen thieves. Yeah. Jesus. Well, they don't want to be a part of most of the actual societal like benefits. They want to take advantage. Of they don't want to don't contribute, really want to. but they want to reap the benefits it has to offer. Well, regardless of contributing, because like I, I don't give a shit about contributing to fucking Dan, Steve, or someone else. I don't fucking know. No, contribute to society. They don't want to contribute to society, but they want to reap society's modern society's benefits. Is what I'm trying to say. They just want that fentanyl, son. I mean, they, to a certain degree, if we compared it to like somebody who just goes into the woods and lives on their own, they're like actually yeah, supporting like themselves. Yeah, yeah that's that, tight. That's sick. Yeah, that actually has some like some real requirements when it comes to what you know and how to actually take care of yourself. Could you imagine if you ran into a mountain man in the woods? That'd be terrifying. What do you There's think? no way that he's like friendly. Maybe he is. Well, I mean, he's probably pretty antisocial. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that, that would probably be the type. What do you think that would look like? You come across that guy, you think he's going to be happier there or not? No. No, not at all. I don't... I don't <laughs> Mike ran into one, remember that? One I of his wasn't there. One of his trainings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was stealing food from him. <laughs> Mike was stealing food from him? No, no, no. He was stealing oh, food from yeah, Mike. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you think you were lost in the woods, like almost close to death, like you haven't eaten, you haven't drank, and you came across a mountain man, would you ask him for help? I'd ask him for help. He'd go, and, and not help me. You don't think he would? <laughs> I don't know what a mountain man really looks like, man. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I think is on tap, though, is all these homeless. That's that's, that's urban survival right there. Yeah. Can you imagine true. just hanging out for a week and taking notes? You'd be like, all right, this is what this is what I'm gonna do if I have no H left, right? I'm gonna go to Hobby Lobby. I'm gonna steal some shit. But <laughs> <laughs> what, like a live, laugh, love poster? Where you gonna... <laughs> live, laugh, love with a with the local homeless junkie. That'd be sick, dude. Oh, what man. would you steal from Hobby Lobby? <laughs> Why'd you pick that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel. I just feel like they would steal some shit. It's like, probably the least most targeted store. <laughs> yeah, it steal seems from. like a peculiar one. I don't know. Trinkets. They go around trinkets. trinkets. <laughs> They're like gypsies. <laughs> just a Face bunch paint. of welcome to Washington keychains. I don't know, dude. That's funny. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty unique. I, I haven't really put much thought into running into a mountain man, but I would hope. If, you know, he saw me, I was injured, I needed some help, that he'd probably be like, all right, you know, here, here's a little bit of jerky that I made, and that's the direction you want to go, you know, get on. I feel I feel like that's maybe the, the, the mainstream thinking. I feel like you ran into a mountain man, he's been out there for 20 years. Yeah, he's antisocial, but I feel like at some point he's, he's going to want you to jerk him off. <laughs> so you're basically saying you need to get out of there sooner rather than later. Honestly, like if he's too honestly, friendly, probably. <laughs> look, if the antisocial guy's too friendly, you know something's up. And then you know, because like, yeah, exactly. You haven't had oh, drink water day, something like that. Sorry, you're we're stuck. Peeking the mics for Peter. <laughs> you, 
Oh, you're stuck in a you're stuck in a real bind, right? And I don't know. I feel like some people have a. <laughs> they might fall for it and then realize they were actually just like a mile off the trail. Uh, this is kind of like a, a thing that he does. <laughs> he just, it's a bit. <laughs> like, Isn't this such a good prank? <laughs> yeah, everybody wins, I guess, in that case. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just the mountain man. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if they get their water and they get back on the trail and they live, then, I mean, there's a small price to pay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Depending on which way you swing, I suppose. Small but. price, small load. I feel, that, was, that was very straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't even a play on words. No, that small, wasn't even a small joke. load off your shoulders or on. I don't know. Cut that out, dear. Don't even use that. That was so straightforward. Small price. Jerk him off. Bust a load. Yes. Oh, that was even, a chilly joke. We wrap this out now. Not even a double entendre on that one. She's pretty much yeah, full bust. Full right, bust. <laughs> right out in front. So... There's a lot of beautiful things about this state. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like I like the yeah. a lot of the people that I've met, but I don't know that I'm really in tune with the mainstream Seattle Tacoma culture because nah. it's it doesn't really fit. They would they don't like me. They don't like the things I like. <laughs> Tacoma's cooler than Seattle. See, that's a, yeah. Mike and I we differ greatly on the the vibes we get from. I'm a city kid though. Uh, I look like a city kid, uh, you know. I look I'm not like a big. A I'm not a big city. I am person. a city kid, so honestly, man, I, 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 I'm cool with it. To be honest, I mean, the cult, like the culture and the politics, I'm not cool with, but um, I'm used to it to the point to where when it's gone, it's weird. That that that's how I'll phrase it. Okay. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's your home, it's right? You were born here. Yeah. No, I've lived five minutes from the hospital. I was born my whole life. So, yeah. So I can imagine that. Makes perfect sense, everything going on, you know. But despite being Homeless, pretty yeah. close to the city, you're also pretty close to nature. Like, an yeah. hour drive, you're like out in 45 out here, park. I'm like 30, I'm in the heart of Seattle. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a very unique place. Um, we, we randomly just, we, we went to dinner the other day. All of a sudden, you probably didn't expect it. Ocean, Pacific Ocean, yeah. just rolled up on it. Was that shocking to you? A little bit. I mean, I kind of know what to expect being there, but I I don't know the lay of the land. Right, so, like, right. when we just happen across the ocean or the bay or whatever it was, I don't see bodies of water yeah. that big. Like, like, we have lakes. ones in Texas. We have lakes. We got big <laughs> lakes. But it doesn't, doesn't look anything like that, yeah. for sure. Um, and there's very little wildlife around the North Dallas area that's, like, Wow, where you can just sit. It's like pigs. Yeah, yeah, and it's 110, you know, it's like here it was high 70s, and when we left, it was like 110. Dude, if all my friends were in Texas, I would never go to Texas. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, there's some positives to it for sure. I can get rifles anytime I want, but. (laughs) Damn, you got to flex like that. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, there's some some trade-offs. Yeah, I actually tried to buy a, a screw for a gas block, just a screw, just a grub screw. They wouldn't ship it. Because it's for a gas block? Because mm. it was gun related. So I went yeah. to Tacoma Screw and got one instead. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it'd be preaching to the choir to say that the regulations that actually 
were passed don't actually make they're, anybody safer. They, it just no, creates impediments. Screws. No, it's accessible it. every day materials that like legally cannot even be regulated. Right, so it's 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 a game. They know what they're doing. They're not doing it for safety. So if they, if they really right, because they're they 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 say uh, you know these these rifles, these weapons, they just go around, they kill, and everything like that. But they want that money. They want that tax money. So they make exemptions. And you think if they really cared, if if it were so true, and they really cared about these lives being saved, why would they still allow these companies to produce? thousands and thousands of rifles or whatever it is right it's about uh it's it's really about just taking the uh, the the people that don't agree with your politics and getting them out and when i worked for the power company and i worked up in seattle you can see it so when you go up into the uh into the hills and all these yuppies with their nice homes and they're like you know it's it's filled with essentially propaganda right they're so out of touch that they they think they're they're doing good and these these policies are working everything like that but for the average the average joe they it, it's not and they want to get out and all that does is secure that that vote because eventually mm -hmm. those who can get out or even the the people who will who will make it happen will leave and then they're just they're guaranteed the elections going forward so it doesn't make anyone safer at all right you go to certain neighborhoods they're still going to be shooting each other you can still get stuff there's roundabout ways and everything like that so they don't care that's why companies get exemptions they get that tax money then they take that money and they put it towards more of those policies or anything like that that's it's just a big scam i mean government itself is a big scam they just have it a little bit more refined than the other side yeah and i mean they're coming from a, a morally justified place you know they're, they're saying it in the name of public safety so it makes it a really easy position to take oh yeah yeah exactly and then you take all the people so i mean if you were to get all the people who own guns or bought firearms or anything like that in this state right and let's say they all voted one way it would go that way but the average gun owner the average just dude um, who doesn't go out and train like us or shoot or involved in like uh, the firearm industry or, or really even cares to look past their nine to five or anything like that and what it means for their family, their safety, things like that. They're just like, well, I got that one pistol in the drawer. So if they want to come up with this ban, it's not, you know, and then you got, you got uh, just constant propaganda from, from people like uh, David, fuck my girlfriend hog, who, who's like, uh, you need more than 10 shots, you're a shitty shot, you know? And Which also is there. like, some FUD lore stuff too, which is kind of a weird Gen Z FUD lore mm -hmm. crossover. You say FUD lore until you watch that video of that guy with the 357 SIG dome that guy in the church. Well, yeah, he was an FBI like trainer. Yeah, but that doesn't I'm just kidding. Much, I yeah. just thought that was epic. It was. Yeah, that was in Texas. Yeah. Well, he was a great shot. I wonder if that's something with like the, the kind of FUDs. Not saying he was a FUD, right? But it, like, uh, I mean, because what? He, he, he canoed that dude. Right. Oh, Jesus guided that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that sure. was a That's holy that was a that was a holy bullet. It's like that he wasn't was, he was calm. It's, it's hard, yeah. Trigger press was on point. If you try if you try to do that, just know that they're, they're holy bullets. You can't <laughs> you can't beat church bullets. It doesn't work like that. I don't That's, know why he thought that he is could. facts. That anyway. is facts. It was blessed. I mean Elijah Dickens was blessed in that sense too. Yeah. 40 yards away. It was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, so I mean there's there's been a lot of instances where around the around the country um sometimes you need more than one round so probably the, most times yeah i mean it, it's actually really rare to have a situation where it's a one and done sort of deal like the church in texas 
but uh, in every situation where they've been incredibly proficient, they train. The yeah. president of the United absolutely. States told us that we don't even actually have to make bullet to flesh contact, that we can just take our shotguns, fire two shots in the air. That which, was the which, official Which, by the way, he did advise us to break the law by doing so. Yeah, you're not uh, allowed to do that. Anyway. <laughs> Crazy, like, because the, I think it was his, his son who, I don't know if he's still addicted to crack cocaine, but at one point he was definitely addicted to crack cocaine and... Um, he probably, uh, maybe he smokes crack cocaine, but his son definitely, at one point, he definitely did crack cocaine. He smoked a lot of crack. Uh, he had a gun. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And, and lied on a, just, on a federal forum to exactly. get that. Fight. I think he's, like, I think he's in court today. As of today, we're filming this. Is it for this. the crack cocaine? It's for the, the, the gun and the, and the drug charges. But he, okay, so he did smoke crack cocaine. Correct, and he was an admitted uh, crack fiend. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah. want to make... Publicly, that is that is. Uh, There's any confusion unequivocally about that. Right. the case. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, even at the highest levels of government, you got guys who have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to firearms, because primarily their entire life's work has been um, not concerned with their own security. They have security teams. They have people that take care of them on their behalf. Well, even so, if they even if they do know, I mean, the people that are listening don't know, so it doesn't matter if they lie. I mean, who's gonna really say besides we might get on twitter and be like well that's fucking not accurate and get a couple hundred views of it we're not really swaying as many people as they can lie to you know no, sure i mean it's like the never attribute malice to what could be attributed to ignorance so i mean like he might not know that he aristotle <laughs> is is ignorant but big aristotle guy huh big aristotle guy is that even who said that i don't know you're the one who said it i've heard it before mm. i don't know who said it but are you a big aristotle guy uh, I would, don't you know. say, would you say you dabble in just like gr the the Greek kind of side the of things? Classics of Western philosophies, yeah. Would you say? Yeah. So was I it Aristotle? I don't know. Okay, well I'm starting to believe you don't you don't dabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's. that's well, uh, dabbling is uh, you know a, a very small um, a very small intake of the entire. The Why did you just give the, us the definition of dabble? What? That was that was weird. Why did he define dabble as if we didn't know what dabble so was? So he's uh, he's 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 dabbling down on the fact that he definitely does dabble in in Greek mythology or Greek because writing. Did you like the movie Three Hundred? Yeah, You're good enough. Okay, that's what all about you need. Follow up. I, I watched that the other. I don't night. think I actually watched that one. You didn't watch it. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning's kind of sick, but after that, it's like we get it. One of the last things I want to ask you is about the videos that you guys do and the content that is actually put in there and your secret ulterior motives behind the things that you do. Because on the surface, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. Oh, it's, I it's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. It occupies attention. Agenda. The agenda. But underneath, you guys have goals to get more people involved in training, get more I, um, I, information I, into people's hands. And, I feel like agenda is like it uses a dirty word. Agenda, having an agenda. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Having, the, having an word. agenda is not always. What, what's the the underlying yeah. goals besides um, the obvious? Exactly. Yeah. So for for Grantham, I mean, we've said it a bunch, but ultimately, um, we just want people to be exposed to the joys of firearms and firearms ownership. We want people to see them being handled in a way that is like both professional and fun. You know, you kids probably want to see some more dummies blow up and stuff like that. And, and maybe some, some adults want techniques on how to set up a plate carrier and, and train with their firearms. I'm not saying that, uh, that kids can't get proficient with firearms at all. Sure. But, you know, uh, what, what's palatable 
in the general consensus. I mean, we all know. And so uh, in my goal and all that kind of stuff is I just want uh, there to be as much content accessible to people that it becomes normal. That's a perfectly, uh, perfectly acceptable goal to have. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Have more people see more people in plate carriers shooting crazy amounts of ammo really fast with big black scary guns. It slowly waters it down until it's just palatable and normal. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely the the right time to do it. There's so many so many kids out there like uh, playing COD and and video games, and they'll see a gun and they might look it up on YouTube. And it's like you get that information out there that one right safety with firearms uh, that they're not this big bad terrifying evil thing you know like they they are for fun therefore therefore just competition just hanging out with the homies self-defense like all these things they're not just something this uh this just this evil thing that um certain entities want them to believe and you know when they see that they see a group of dudes that having fun putting out information stuff like that it 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 changes the narrative and right now it's that's what it is it's it's two narratives going together one um um is obviously right like gun culture um gun rights stuff like that is the um most beneficial i believe to to society to a free people right and the other one is it's about control they 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 want control and when you can you can fight their narrative with something different and it's something i think far more relatable to generations coming up um it's it's bound to win so it's kind of kind of that battle and that's besides the fact that just making videos is fucking dope and yeah. i was gonna say and then you know there's that like that like serious like you know my overarching goal but also it's just fun i am passionate about making videos so it's it's also a little selfish i like to come sure. out here roll the camera um and i also uh well i i started to notice maybe a trend of people taking firearms uh making them unpalatable by mm. by how strong some opinions are and so that's why I, my with my personal youtube channel i wanted to make it uh, uh, kind of just relatable and easy to digest and stuff like that. So average, average dude yeah. can can watch it. The average person, for sure. Yeah, basically the only narrative outside of the non-mainstream is negative towards guns. Yeah, and without something to offset and put a a real person in front of the screen and say that you're not weird or crazy for liking firearms and training with firearms and actually it's pretty normal and it, it is what differentiates us from every other country in a good way. We are one of the last remaining places on the face of the planet that allows citizens to actually have the means to defend themselves. And I think that's something worth preserving and something that uh, is a worthwhile cause for us to go out, make videos, show that it's not always, it doesn't always have to be super serious where everything has to be a drill sergeant type of outlook on everything, but you never sacrifice the safety of things because this tool is, you know, a, an inherently dangerous tool. And that's why you become, uh, a lot more well-equipped whenever you've got more information. And without what you guys are doing, what a lot of other YouTube channels are doing, that's providing the information, information with a palatable 
um, intake where and it's actually doing fun it, to watch. Everyone's doing it different, right? You have yeah. Scott, you have Demo people. Oh, Demolition Ranch never doesn't doesn't speak out against ATA. Also, like, not everyone wants to watch a video about a guy ranting about politics all the time. You know, yeah. it, it's easy. Kids especially do. don't. You know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I one thousand percent agree that. Yeah, everyone everyone is putting out content collectively in their own unique way, and I think it all contributes to the the good. And I, I think that's a, that's a super cool thing too, because you have uh, so like uh, gun guys, they all they all take a different approach, and you can hit. Everyone has a has a different taste in entertainment or what they're looking for, right? So like Micah's channel might hit a different audience than Herrera's or something like that. Whereas the the anti gun folks. It's just they're scary. They kill people, right? And that eventually they're just gonna uh, they're gonna run out of audience. Whereas whereas uh, the gun dudes, right? Um, we can just reach so we can reach uh, far more people with the different approaches, and everyone's doing mm -hmm. their own thing. So I think that's pretty cool because uh, I mean, they're they. I feel like they are scrambling to fight that, and the only thing they have is just that that one shitty narrative yep. of it's the insert whatever they put, right? Well, I completely agree with that because just like anything else, the less you know about it, the easier it is to be afraid of it. Mm. Whether it's animals or guns or anything else, the more you actually find out about it, the more you're like, oh, like, I have nothing to fear with this. Guns, yeah, like guns people that just, just dance off. with alligators in the swamps and it's like, or oh, do I just crack. Not... Or do you crack and <laughs> lie on 2473. <laughs> 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 So, hey, I appreciate your time. This probably ran a little bit longer than I expected to, but I think it was all worthwhile. My butt hurts, dude. Yeah, on a rock. yeah, I got on a rock. I got one bump on each cheek right now that is I've been kind of like bouncing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had to pee for so long. Yeah, and I well, got a tiny <laughs> wiener, so it can only hold like but so much. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I need to cut you guys loose so you can uh, drain the main vein. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, go check out the Grantham channel and more specifically the Micah Mayfield channel. It's relatively new and absolutely skyrocketing to the top. We made we're, a bet and you'll owe me. We're trying. I do owe you. You will owe me owe and you'll owe me for the rest of your life because before you posted that video, you're like, you think I should do it? You think people will like it? And I'm like, dude, yes, post it. How many views? You think you get 2,000 views? I'm like, dude, you'll get 20,000 views in the first day. And it was actually 200,000. So <laughs> we were both wrong. But uh, yeah. I believed it. It's funny because we sat there and we actually went, I'm like, we just keep upping the ante. Oh, it's going to be 200,000. And I was like using that benchmark as like a, no way it will. I guess it did. So True enough. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations on your success. I'm sure you'll have a lot more as long as you keep doing it. It's unfortunate that so uh, people are enjoying it. Yes. That Washington restricts your ability to do so. But it sounds like you won't be here for much longer. Here that is correct. Future. So we'll see more from the Micah Mayfield channel. If you made it this far, you're one of the best. Make sure you like and subscribe so you make sure you see more firearms content. Thanks for watching. Thanks for shopping with Gun Mag Warehouse. Stay free.